0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Will Pappenheimer. Will, thanks so much for being with me today. Thanks so
1: much for inviting me.
0: Will, I wanted to talk about work you had in a, in a show at IID Art Gallery uh, this past summer, and it was um, it was called 404. Ara, right. Let's let's just jump right into that. Can you tell me a little bit about this that work?
1: Sure. Um, a tiny bit of background about what the show was about, which was Error 404, um, glitch uh, works uh, involving glitch, which is a whole sort of uh, area of. That computer artists, artists who are working with the computer, have been interested in ever since uh, you know the 90s, and that this is good background for what I'm going to talk about because it is the way that the computer is thought of as often very rational and very institutional, and when the computer makes mistakes, an error 404 is what you get um, when you're searching the internet, and when the computer makes mistakes often those are more interesting and certainly they're they show a kind of resistance to the control of the computer do you know what i mean so yeah. um they become interesting to artists that work on the you know through the computer just the same way that paint you know does strange things and then you know artists capitalize on the way the paint works so um, one of the works that was in the show was part of what I call the painter series, which is where the uh, the phone itself is is developed right now to be able to scan its environment and kind of map its environment out. So I went into that sort of basic software of the phone and altered it so that instead of just mapping out its environment, I caused it to paint different surfaces. On everything around um, in in every direction that the paint the uh, phone uh, points in. So you begin to see yourself in an, in a painted environment virtual environment. Um, and it's using augmented reality the capability of augmented reality. So it remembers this whole space that you're in uh, that it, it ends up being painted. It sounds very um, sculptural, also to me, really in, in concept, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep, because it becomes a sculpture uh, in, in some sense uh, and, and an entire environment. So you know, it's it's almost it, it's a virtual installation, and a lot of my works are, you could say, virtual sculpture. Right, um, They're creating an augmented reality. You see them through the phone, but their are sculptural, in that you can walk around them uh, and so on.
0: And um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, other work you're doing, too.
1: You're you're involved in a commission now. Is,
0: is that correct? A, a public commission in, in Berlin,
1: is it? It's actually in a small town, but interesting town um, called Worms, um, W-O-R-M. Uh, S in Germany, and it's with a, a group uh, or a uh, project called Make Us Visible, which is a kind of feminist project that is um, has worked both in New York as well as in um, in Germany, um, uh, with a curatorial um, directive of creating works that address sort of more male oriented uh, histories and monuments and have artists recreate uh, uh, versions of those that uh, emphasize, let's say, the feminist or uh, the feminine side of things, um, or should I say sort of the genderless side of of, um, these monuments. So what I'm doing is in Berms, Germany, the city wants to celebrate um, two of the first members uh, female members of the uh, the council there um, that were uh, elected during Weimar uh, Germany and that's Matilda Greiger and Elizabeth Mengel. and Anne Winchman is the curator of this um, as well as make us visible and um, so I am creating a kind of new monument celebrating these two figures um, and what I'm trying to do with it is, in, this goes into sort of uh, my research, is um, I kind of look into the research of the location of the people and so on, and it's led me to sort of reading about Weimar, Germany. So what you will see uh, sculpturally is these two figures essentially dancing uh, a very kind of affirmative dance. You can walk around them. Um, they're not meant to be exactly the two women that were um, appointed to the city council, but they're, it's meant to kind of show their um, newly found powers um, and autonomy um, in a moment that I actually I think um, is very similar to what we're experiencing in the United States right now, which is kind of what I discovered through my research.
0: Tell me more about your, your research, um, because that, that sounds interesting, especially the, the parallels you're seeing with with uh, the current state here, as we're talking in the United States, correct? Yep,
1: yep. Um, that's often what I find. Do you know what I mean? When I do research um, and start thinking about a project, a lot of people use this, these types of media's, um, AR and so on or VR to do sort of futuristic work that um, sort of and often it's called world building and it has a kind of ideal or um, uh, sometimes a, a, a almost a utopian uh, a side to it. I often like to sort of introduce a kind of undercurrent of the existing site and its history and. Um, Uh, and kind of emphasize what is now and what has been, not to mention what could be, but uh, not so much trying to build an idealistic world, but to emphasize, uh, you know, important things in the past. The um, thing about Weimar Germany and what we're experiencing right now is that this is a moment where many, for example, in the area of women's rights, uh, In Germany, they'd worked very, very hard since the late 1800s to create women's suffrage, and it's finally succeeding during during Weimar Germany. And um, and then there was also what we know as the kind of flapper generation or the uh, you know very progressive and free generation. And the reason I think it's similar to to what we're experiencing now is how fast it disappeared, obviously, with the rise of Nazism and how that reaction to um, to this particular area is so similar to what we are uh, experiencing now. Does that uh, answer your question a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that for quite a while, really. That's,
0: it's, it's really sort of fascinating and, um, and, and, and huge really. So, and, and so that's, that's, um, that's quite a project and, and in your studio right now, are you, are you mainly working on that or are there other things happening?
1: That's kind of ready to go right now. So, Um, You know, that's going to be set up because it's uh, going to launch on September 23rd, I believe. And I may go over that for that or may not. And that often involves, you know, even the city itself. I'm going to guess it's going to involve the city to launch it. Um, So uh, many of these projects that I do that are public, almost what you call virtual public art projects, Um, that I've done before are launched often by, you know, cities and so on. So everybody comes to sort of view the project. Um, I've worked in a long, for quite a, almost now a decade and a half with this kind of public uh, virtual art project with, um, originally with a whole um, collective called Manifest.AR. And we really, some of the first people to pick up the medium of augmented reality and um, and really create projects that were involved in both um, uh, installing un, uh, uninvited into and intervening into both political, institutional events and so on. And they were really public projects meant to be viewed by everybody through their phones. So um now augmented reality is something that's on everybody's phone and many people are using it but we were really at a point in 2010 where there was um a very very little notoriety the other thing i'm working on and forgive me for talking on and on no <laughs> please do please do yeah no please do okay. and interrupt me please cuz i know you have uh, good good thoughts another thing i'm working on right now a little bit with is is ai um uh, artificial intelligence, um, and I'm um, certainly that's another part of my research and reading where I'll, you know, really try and read and and with discuss with friends about what this kinds of what it means both, generally as you probably know both in terms of text and imagery, and um, I'm quite impressed with what it does in a sort of creative sense. But, um, you know, I, there's a critical edge to it, too, that um, that I work with. So if you were to look at my Instagram feed, you would see um, these images that I'm posting, which are, um, call, are essentially after artists. In other words, as I'm, I'm using a kind of text prompt uh, in augmented, I mean, in artificial intelligence, where I put in, um, the following kind of lines or references to flooded and moldy um, uh, rooms, it, imagining sort of uh, a domestic situation. And then after a given artist, and often they're very well-known artists like Carol uh, Walker or Jeff Koons or... Um, uh, or um, you know many of the artists that we all know and love, as, as I might say, or hate. <laughs> and um, what the uh, artificial intelligence does is it produces this amazing uh, uh, kind of scene of a of flooded rooms and moldy rooms, but with kind of with the aesthetic of the given artist. So it's a kind of nod to both. Um, uh, you know the uh,
0: so let me interrupt you. You're saying in other words, you you say to AI, you know, create an installation uh, or, yeah. or a room that that is in the style of such and such an artist. That's the yeah. prompt, as 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 opposed to like you can say write a poem in the style of Robert right. Frost, and it'll write a poem. Right. So this was make art in that style. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. I'm
1: sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, so 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 go on. So then.
0: That's, no. That's so totally been totally that.
1: important to clarify. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that's always part of it is flooded and moldy rooms. So that's another part of the, 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 that's really important. So it, it, it's a kind of nod to climate change, but it's also, it, the, it brings up the aesthetics of art and, you know, how the, the looking at climate change in a kind of catastrophe through the eyes of a, of a, a given artist. And also even maybe suggesting that, you know, if there's climate change, all the artist works will dissolve with that too. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if we're kind of separate from that, but they look like installations. They look like an installation artist with a little bit more water (laughs) and mold Mm -hmm. than usual.
0: And, and so, what does that bring up for you? I mean, you know, what's what's your thoughts about that? I mean, we're we're talking about kind of the future of this AI seems a kind of uh, sea change in how we're how we're um, how we're using our brains, right? What, what it can mm-hmm. do. I've, I've also used AI for different types of writing, and it's just extraordinary. And I'm about to to listen to a book that is a book of poems that AI uh, created. I don't know if you heard about that. That Werner Herzog mm-hmm. is. Uh, you know narrating so you know and and, and that's quite staggering right yeah. um yeah so, yep. so 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 what's what's happening here I mean in one way it seems like is this obvious they they're simply going it's simply going to outsmart us and 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 that will be it or um what is happening and that's a broad question you can take anyway yeah. but there's how it
1: affects artists but also like what's
0: yeah what's what's happening here you know
1: well there's two things that I you know that Well, there are a lot of things I think about, and that's why I end up reading and discussing with my fellow artists and so on, um, you know, when something like this happens. But um, a couple of thoughts I would throw out is one thing to remember is that what it's sourcing in terms of its data or in terms of what it's going to use to let's say do a, a, a write a poem or make an image is many many artists and poets and, and works that are across the internet okay now are posted on the internet and they're tagged in some way so when we think of it as just a sort of machine made project it's a, it may be a machine-made project or a, a you know a computer project, but it's sourced out of all these artists that are you know certainly have posted their works online or are, or uh, poems online. So it's got very good data. Do you know what I mean? It's it, right. I mean, there are some problems about. Um, Uh, who it sources, and whether it's really egalitarian in terms of um, its sourcing. But that's one thing to realize is that it's not really completely computer. It's like a cyborg. It's attached to the entirety of humanity that is uploading onto the web. Okay, so um, that's one reason why you get some very good uh, projects. The other way I think to look at it too is art historically would be, let's say, if you look into aspects of the surrealists or data at a time when, um, uh, when you know, industrial uh, machines were becoming uh, huge um, and influencing everything in, in society. And uh, when that happened, um, you know, many of the surrealists said, well isn 't it interesting what a machine can generate, and maybe it 's even more creative than a human who is so influenced by their social conditions and so on maybe it it, it thinks of things in a different way, so that I think that 's why they kind of annexed it to their repertoire to their and then you get these poems. I was just talking to someone last night about. Uh, the poetic uh, uh, restrictions that were were created in other words erase every fourth line or add a a, uh, a vowel and this is the sort of beginning of, of enhancing the using the computer to make art the the way that the computer can see something different than the human but it's never without a human working with it um, is that Helpful at all, or does that?
0: It is. I'm. 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 I'm curious. I mean, it. It does seem like. Wait, it always needs us, like a chess game computer needs us. Um, but just as you're saying, it's sourcing from all of this. This. This art that's out there. Um, there's an awful lot of art out there. It could do sourcing for quite a while. Uh, um, yeah. Does it seem in any way uh, a threat to creativity, or or how we're working and consuming artwork to you?
1: Um, not so much because I suppose I'm having worked kind of across media for a long time and particularly also with the computer. Um, I'm not so intimidated by the computer because I know how, um, how I change things. I have a big hand in what it does and the same way, um, when I'm uh, and and you know this isn't a, meant to be a total picture on the the age of artificial intelligence because we don't really know what it will do um, because uh, you know that's kind of a little bit in the future but it's it's kind of not surprising to me at some level that there is a there starts to be a, a kind of complexity that it can create. Um, that becomes uh, on par with some of our creativity because it was created by us and it's sourcing from us. Um, Whether I don't see it as really taking over from artists, and let's just say visual artists, because visual artists are so creative about what they do. As far as I'm concerned, it's a draw, if anything, you know, between... What AI can do and what a, uh, a, a um, an artist can do, and I think an artist can take it a, a, a real step farther than uh, right now than uh, the AI can do. But certainly, it can do some very interesting things. And if you look at it as as an auxiliary to what we do, you know, an add-on, uh, an idea uh, 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 or an experiment. Um, then i I don't think it's threatening at least to me um, uh does that answer your question? It does, yeah, it's very interesting um' I mean,
0: working with that especially it's 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 wonderful talking to you today and I, and I wish you well in your current work and uh, and the commission i I want to ask you one more question before we go a
1: little off topic but what are you reading at the moment um I am, I, I will admit I'm not uh, much of a, a fiction reader and I'm not much of a reader in general just because I end up doing so much work. Um, I do a lot of the sort of programming um, or counter-programming in the work that I do, which takes a long time. But I do, it comes up, as I say, in my research. Um, so, you know, and right now in the kind of area of AI, I've been reading a really great book by Kate Crawford called The Atlas of AI, and I certainly recommend it to um, anyone who is interested in this whole um, whole area. But then, you know, I have lots of discussions and readings that I do with um, really important theorists like um, Lev Manovich and uh, Natasha Chuk, um, amongst many others, who are thinking about the topic um, and uh, and its various implications. Um, So that's kind of one area of reading. And as I say, as soon as I go into a next project, it will undoubtedly involve um, uh, research the way I did on the uh, Weimar uh, Germany um, issue. So it's it's pretty non-fictional. Um, uh, but it's, you know, I'm very interested in philosophy and psychology and these effects of, um, uh, of how it implicate, what implications these, uh, these, uh, changes, um, cause, um, in addition to kind of history and the kind of political situation that, that we find ourselves in, which I think, um, is very critical. We're, we're at a critical moment here. Um. So uh, that's the best I can say about
0: reading. Thanks so much. Will, I want to thank you for sharing your time today and the work. Um, I, I wish you well. Thanks so much. And I wish you well in the commission, uh, of course, thank as well. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Really nice to talk to you.
0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.